Hey guys, I am back with Taylor. Taylor was on and has our number one most listened to podcast. Mm-hmm. Sit down into it. It was very magical. I even got fan mail. Did I tell you about the fan mail? You did. I'm so uh, I got fan mail. Uh, we got fan mail. <laughs> Today, I think we're talking more about the inner child, but who knows what will come up. And we just started to talk and I was like, we have to hit record mm-hmm. immediately. So let's back this up for a second yeah we were talking about how to build a sex room (laughs) on netflix (laughs) and one of the episodes i want to say four or five in has a poly family because it's a family and there's seven of them and i was telling taylor it's really hilarious the way they set up the the poly conversation because there's like a man and a woman and they're like we're real different we should tell you we're real different. We were married, but now we're divorced and we're still seeing each other. And she's like, oh, okay. And she, then they're like, oh yeah. And there's seven of us. We're Polly, we're family. And every weekend the family comes together for family weekend and they are together. And then the lady on the show that hosts the show is like, oh, okay. And then she's like, and it gets more interesting. <laughs> I really like to pee on people. <laughs> so the lady's like, oh my God, we're going to build you the most awesome sex room. And it's going to have a giant shower with a drain. You can do whatever you want with your fluids. And then we started to talk about what is Polly? Yeah. yeah. So dive into that. Yeah. So we we're talking about us having a conversation with a friend yesterday and we we're talking about just because people are poly doesn't mean that they're in the BDSM lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and really looking at that and kind of looking at where I'm at, like in my own personal relationships, I was like, I don't want to have sex with people outside of a relationship, but a relationship to me doesn't mean like, oh, we're going to be together forever and we're going to get married and do all these things. A relationship to me is like a really safe container. Yeah. Um, that has like, I've got a baseline and that baseline is, you know, integrity and honesty and trust and, um, taking care of yourself and, um, bringing that into a space together Mm -hmm. where we can have those hard conversations and things. Um, because I'm holding a God portal, like literally a portal to God, to creation. And, I've been very just whimsically manipulating people to um, get what I want through that God portal. I'm like, yeah, I'll share my God portal with you, but this is what I want. And it wasn't sacred and it wasn't like, I wasn't taking care of it. Like it, it wasn't protected. Um, and which really leads me into the cards that I drew today. This morning I was out by this pond and doing um, some practice and um, some yoga practice. I'm going to, I'm doing my 200 hour yoga teacher training. Awesome. And um, what came up, the three cards that came up was uh, protection. Um, first it was conservation, protection, and then inner child. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what th- those things were, was um, it was like all about cleaning up the containers that we're playing in. And where are you putting your energy and your time, your money, your energy, 
um, where are you spending all of these things um, under conservation? And I thought, like, I'm very primal. And so I like the chase. I like the hunt. And um, this, like, where I'm at in my life in relationships with, with people and things is right now I'm in that conservation mode. Like, I'm down close to the – oh, my God, I can feel it. I'm down like close to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm hiding behind these bushes. And I'm just watching. I'm watching the gazelles do their thing. I'm watching what time they go to the pond and what time they go for a run and what time they go do all of these things and how they interact. And I'm just watching. I'm like, okay. And then I feel like this humanness comes up and this human is like, you need it now. You need it now. If you don't go after this right now, it's not going to be here. And I'm like, um, okay, I'm going to sit into that for a moment and get a little bit closer to the ground. I can feel like this deep, like her, like this deep, like coming out of me. <laughs> um, well, I'm watching uh-huh. and I'm like, no, now is not the time. And so really it got me into, um, I need to have a conversation with my current partner, like a really difficult conversation of where I'm at and what's going on. And I keep getting the, um, what comes up is I don't want to control their availability. Um, like, I don't want to be like, we're having this conversation right now. Um, it's more so of, Hey, I'm ready to have this conversation now. Let me know when you're available mm-hmm. and respecting that they're not available right now. And then I'm like, I'm going to burn it down and just have the conversation. And like, it's literally coming out of my face. Like I'm experiencing like breakouts around my mouth. Cause I, I need to say it. There are things that I need to say. And really what it's showing me is where I'm not holding that space of integrity with myself. And so um, I was messaging one of my friends. I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do? I'm like, they're currently not available. And it's like <laughs> bursting out of me. And they're like, well, what do you need? How can you take care of yourself? And I'm like, but I love you. Thank you. This is exactly what I need. It's just like bubbling out of me. Um, and it goes back to that conservation of like the sitting down into it and conserving that energy and pulling all of that energy back because that's where I'm giving my power away. And that Mm. partner knows it. They know, they can feel that I'm like bubbling on the edge and they're avoiding it. Not available, not available. (laughs) And I don't want to do this. This is a lot. This is a lot. Um, And I felt it. I cut my hair the other day and um, I felt myself like step into the the queen's room is what we've been calling it is what oh, I've heard it yeah. referred to as like whereas you go in and you set your intentions and you just trust that it's going to show up that day I wanted connection so one of my friends showed up at the studio and I was like oh we have a meeting come in let's, let's talk about all the things and while we're talking <laughs> and having that moment this beautiful girl is cutting my hair and um and then she's like okay now look at the mirror do you like this do you like that and I'm like let's adjust it here let's do this and I've never ever been particular about my hair like that like oh I don't like this please change that or I don't like this like this is how I would do it I've never been super particular like that so I didn't want to hurt their feelings yeah. it's ridiculous um and I realized it's because I wasn't judging the process there was no mirror in front of us I wasn't in a salon sitting in front of a mirror being like I look like a wet cat right now. <laughs> like, like with my double chin. Like, I just, I look like a cat, like a wet cat. <laughs> and I wasn't judging it. So then I felt super sexy. And I'm like, oh, yes. And she's like, okay, check it. And because at first, um, what I did was I did the, like, this comes down. 
And I wear it to the side, and it's like very sexy Viking warrior. I love Ooh. it. Um, but I wasn't going to go oh all God. the way up. Yeah. I was just going to do like a little shape, little like shape. heat. Uh-huh. And so that way he'd be like, oh, that's cute. And then halfway through it, Spirit was like, do it. And I'm like, and so I was like, actually, you know how I decided how I was back and forth and let me just flow with it? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to commit. Just do it. And yeah, it's the most beautiful thing ever. There's no mirror in front of you. So you're not judging the process. Um, and then I was sitting in the cave in the room talking to my friend who's sitting on the massage table. And I was like, this is it. This is the queen's room. This I'm just waiting. I'm taking care of myself and I'm enjoying where I'm at. And I'm waiting because it's the perfect moment to have that conversation will organically come up when they're available. And I don't have to force it and I don't have to burn it all down and I get to be fully supported in it. And so then it goes back to like that protection, like the conservation of pulling that energy back, um, that it's no longer a power play in the relationship, in the dynamic. I'm just taking care of myself. And I'm like, oh, you're not available? That's fine. And when time comes, if you're not available to have that conversation, I'm just going to do what I need to do to take care of me. Um, And it gets to be easy and flowy. And I don't have to force it and burn everything down because that's what I like to say. Um, And then I realized the game has changed. Um, So that was like the conservation. And then we go into like the protection. And the protection is paying attention to where are you not taking care of yourself? And, um, like that is like protecting your energy. Like we think that protecting ourselves is building these walls and carrying this armor when really protecting ourselves is pulling all of our energy in. And I love that sitting down into it is coming up, sitting down into it and taking care of our being Mm. like our own self. That's the protection. Um, so that way we can create this container and be in relationship with ourself for our inner child to come up and feel safe. And um, I feel like all of that was coming up because um, I did this channeling thing on Friday where I went to an event and um, Alice and Holly was channeling. And um, finally we get to the point, like almost everybody is gone. And I can feel it like bubbling out of me. And I'm like, fine, I'll go. I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> She's like, okay. She's like, yes. And I'm like, I am angry. She's like, okay. And I could see like a, like my most recent past life. I'm a walk-in. Um, so what that means for me is that I was not born into this body. Um, I know the moment that I came into this body and it's like the portal opened up. I came in and this being that was here um, experienced so much trauma before that it stepped out. We just traded spots. Love it. Um, I remember my mom telling the story. She's like, you were just a different kid. And I'm like, yeah, I have no memory. Like people remember being born sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know that Eliza will come to me and be like, oh, I remember, like, I remember being born. I remember where I was before. I know that she will come to me and that will be her story. And I'm like, I was three. Like, yeah. being was three. I don't. And then I was three. Yeah. I don't remember anything before that. Um, and so before on that life, I was, uh, I was on a boat and um, I'm pretty sure I, I had to be some like pirate or some Viking. It was so sexy. And <laughs> um, I was very masculine. I'm pretty sure I was a man um, because I'm sure at that time you had to be. But I had like this haircut that was really close to this right here. And I feel like it just like integrated. Um, but I was used to um, a lot of slavery. And um, slavery, whereas I commanded Adams, A-D-A-M-S. I commanded men. They were mm-hmm. at my disposal. They were at my service. 
Um, and I cared for them. The, the people on my ship, they took care of me. We took care of each other. Um, but they were also slaves. Mm-hmm. And they were um, expendable. It didn't matter. There would always be more. Um, and then I come into this life. I think it was like a moment that I was on this boat and I became aware that there's this storm and I've lost so many men, so many men to the water and um, the boat was falling apart and there was this crazy storm. And then I was in the eye of the storm and I had this clarity that I was the boat and the water and the storm and the being experiencing it. And I created all of this. And then Mm. I went, (gasps) like, it was like this huge wave came over the boat. And right as I did that, I was in this bottom. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and the game now, since 2012, the game has shifted. So before, it very much was built on that slavery. It was built on um, control, slavery, manipulation. I can get what I want out of you. Um, you're expendable. And really, that's what our, our economy, our especially in America, that's what everything has been built on so yeah. far. Um, like just layered on top of that and then something shifted and now I have this anger radiating out of my body I'm like this this is not the same this is this feels different I cannot create the same way that I did before I cannot command these atoms (laughs) a-t-o-m-s the way that I did before it's not showing up the same And then there are people who want to do that for me, who are like, I'll show up for you. I'll do these things for you. And then I get really angry because I'm like, no, you're not available. This is not how it works. This is not the game anymore. And it's because the game is a little bit softer. And the reason why I came into this life as a feminine being is because I came in to learn the softness that I've been Mm. so rigid and so um, masculine and get things done and... um, um, noticing that that I come here and it's a little bit softer Mm -hmm. and then Allison was like it's because you're going in and you're commanding and wanting control over these things but there is no control it's a dance Mm -hmm. and it's that soft feminine like back and forth like it's it's the dance and I'm like okay um and that's really like integrated over the last couple of days. Like I'm still kind of angry. About I can it. be soft. I can be soft. I'm soft. Um, and then it comes into Taylor. What do you need to be taking care of yourself so that way you can be soft? Mm-hmm. Because my inner child needs that safe place, needs that softness, that nurturing. Um, because I've been so rigid. I grew up in like a very rigid. Um, I can see it like when I look back. And see the um, the way the energy is flowing. It was very much like my mom did this a lot. She's like, this is where we were. This is where we are. This is where we go back to. And it was very like boxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was used to that. And now I'm shifting out of that box. And my inner child is like, I don't fucking trust you. She's sassy. Mm-hmm. She's bossy. She knows what she wants. And she's like, I don't trust you. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you, you have your energy everywhere. You're scattered. There's no container because women being feminine beings are very fluid. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're not even holding this for yourself and you're not calling in your energy. And I don't trust you. Why would I be on your team? Why would I do these things? I don't trust you. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. And like, it just like this anger, my eyes glitching out. Yes. (laughs) Having a glitch in like my matrix over here. Cause it's like shifting. And I'm like, okay. Okay, shaking it out. Cool, you don't trust me. Cool, I got it. I don't trust me. I got it. 
awesome. Where do I need to start? And then it all went to my mat this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like this, taking care of myself and calming in my energy and doing these soft things to protect myself because yoga builds your strength. Mm-hmm. It builds your strength, your endurance. Um, it shifts so much personally for me. I have like so many emotional shifts from it because I'm letting this tension out of my body. I'm not carrying it in my body. And so I'm like, oh, you can do this in a soft way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to walk in here with my like wooden spoon ready to beat somebody because like it's not working out the way that I want. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. And so I feel like that's what, what is coming to share with um, everyone else is that you don't have to be rigid in your boundaries. You don't have to be rigid as these are my boundaries and I'm not flexible and um, Mm -hmm. this is how I want it. It's my way or the highway. It's totally okay to walk in and be like, oh, this is what's uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. And giving yourself, calling all of your energy back in to give yourself that space and then, which creates like, it's so cute. Um, I was like, it creates the sex room for your inner being. <laughs> um, because that's really what you're doing is you're creating a container that's for you to be all that you are. Yeah. And even the, the dark parts of you that maybe you don't even share with everybody else, but you're creating that container for it. And that's what we're all doing. That's what I'm seeing happen collectively that um, the element of surprise came up. And isn't that what the media does? Mm. Um, isn't that what our what our government, what what everything does? Is they drop it on us and um, surprise. To, yeah, surprise. Like, and it, it does. It makes all the humans go and used to like as in like before I was born. Um, <laughs> that was the way that I preferred to interact with people that I was manipulating and controlling to get what I wanted to get to be safe or whatever. Like surprise factor. Uh huh. Mm. If I can walk in and surprise you, if I can, you you're not available for this conversation. But if I can shove it on you anyways, I can you'll go and I'll be able to get what I want. Yeah. Um, which hello is exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's what happened all last whenever COVID was. Last year. Yeah, last year, last year, the year before, I don't know. Um, the timelines are weird, but mm-hmm. that's what it does. It makes your nervous system shift, and then you're not a safe place, and then you don't trust yourself. So then you're looking outside of yourself for this government being to tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, because of that element of surprise. But when you're taking care of yourself, and you're calling your energies back in, and you're moving from that that softer, nurturing place. Maybe this isn't for everybody. Maybe this is just okay. I'm gonna trust it's for the people listening that um, they're able. You're able to manifest and receive what you want, but if you're being very rigid, you're not gonna receive. Mm-hmm. But be open to receiving to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, was so beautiful that was and all channeled clearly because yeah. multiple times I wanted to jump in and then I was like, don't jump in and mess up the channel <laughs> message. <laughs> Okay, you took us on a really twisty, turny road, which I adore. Um, the first thing that we talked about was <laughs> the polyamory thing mm-hmm. and the creating for ourselves what we want, mm-hmm. not necessarily what 
society wants, but like what can more love look like in your life? And some of the things we talked about even before we turned on the microphone and the recording was like, what if it just looks different to Mm -hmm. your point? Like, what if I don't want to have sex with a whole bunch of people, but what if I just want to cuddle? Like, what if I just want to go get coffee with someone? What if I, what if I want to do it multiple times? Mm -hmm. And I, I reached out yesterday to a previous partner of mine that I feel like we were starting to develop that close relationship and it could have been a long-term partner for me had Scott and I not chosen to take this relationship in a monogamistic way. Mm -hmm. Um, But even that, it was interesting as I was kind of peeling back the onion and thinking more into it because I also asked him to do a podcast with me. (laughs) And I'm like, what would I want to talk about? Well, I would want to talk about like how we found each other and what our first date was like and all Mm -hmm. that steamy sexual tension and making out with me in the parking lot. And then what it was like for us to revisit each other. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wanted a weekly schedule with him and we were pretty consistent in that. Um, or at least multiple times a month. And that is a consistent partnership, but it like looked different. Yeah. Right. And then we were like, what if we just had a giant cuddle cuddle every night and just snuggled with our closest people that we love. Right. And what I think is beautiful is, and throughout your whole story is this, this theme of we get to create it. It's the uh, spectrum in your head, Mm -hmm. right? It's the container that you decide to live in and to create in this life. It's really beautiful. So I just thought I would go back and circle on that Mm because that seemed interesting to me. And then the other thing that I love that you talked about was the dropping into this life. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to tell a few people your story. And so now it's recorded. So I can be like, (laughs) listen to this episode where she talks about, what did you call it? Dropping in? A walk-in. A (sighs) walk-in. There was a lot to all of that. So if people are listening and they're like, wow, I feel like I've had a similar experience or like, how do you remember a past life? I I have so many questions for you as well. Like, so much. Um, At this point in your life, as of this morning, and all of the information (laughs) that you are given even just this morning, how is it that you have been able to take this like 30,000 foot view of your life Mm -hmm. and like retrospect it And then look at it also in the moment and be like, I know why I'm here. I know my purpose. I know how to move forward. Mm -hmm. Because I think so many of us are just drifting. We're like driftwood. We're just like, I don't know what the fuck to do with my life. I'm like, I'm just here to hang out. And like, oh, life's so hard. And like all these emotions. Mm -hmm. But it seems like for you, it's been so easy now that you know your purpose. You can have retrospect, can see even different multiple lifetimes like what the theme has been that has brought you here and then for you to be able to be like mature enough consciously to say I know how it all ties together Mm -hmm. I know how I've played my part in it and that helps me in making decisions as I move forward Mm -hmm. how did all of that happen (laughs) um I really feel um one it was um something I've always been able to do Um, being able to pull up out of it. I'm pretty sure it has something to do um, with when I came here, I realized that I was a child being raised by children. Yeah. Mm. And I was, and I remember this fear. Uh, We went and visited my, my, my grandparents were there and then they were leaving. And I'm like, you're leaving us with them. 
with them, <laughs> with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents. And um, and my, my family is my family line is very young anyways. And so I just remember like having that moment. And then throughout the, my my childhood and like teenage years, I just remember being like, we've done this a lot together. Mm. And I just I felt like I just had this knowing. Um, and it's radical acceptance. Um, radical acceptance. I get into meditation. Somebody visits me and spirit, like spirit calls me to go to somebody's house. And I'm like, Hey, um, spirit guided me here in my meditation. I know it sounds crazy. Um, but it's just like over doing that over and over and over Mm. again with practice. And I feel like it, mm -hmm, it really took when I got married the first time, it really took that, that moment, um, that I decided like that was the first thing that I did that I didn't give a fuck about any of anybody's approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it came up that like we, we hooked up and then, um, just never stopped. And I never went home and we were married six weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, it was thrilling and mm-hmm. beautiful and a mirror. And it was the first thing that I didn't turn to the authority figure in my life and be like, should I do this? Should I not do this? What is this? What does this mean? What does this feel like? And then after that, it was like that back and forth of caring, not caring, caring, not caring. And then when we got divorced, I went to esthetician school and it tied everything together. So how I see things is like layers Mm -hmm. and I'm down here in the treatment layer. Like we don't, you don't start out when you do skincare, you cleanse and then you, you, you do like two or three cleanses Mm -hmm. and then you exfoliate and then you put your treatment, your mask on. And I, constantly live in the treatment section and so I'm like four or five layers deep and then I realized that not everybody is so then we have to cleanse (laughs) and we set the container where are we at what are our intentions um what needs to be seen here how do we connect Mm -hmm. and then it goes a little bit further and then the exfoliation opens everything up and I'm like oh now we're here Mm -hmm. now we're here in the goodness of it um, but I've always been able to see those layers. And so tying it together with the skincare made it everything make sense. And then after that, it's just practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go I can go into that space very quickly and very easily because it's just practice and radical acceptance that I just trust that I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, I can do that. It is what it is, but it's taken a lot mm. to get there. And then I have all these human emotions in the way like I've spent the last two and a half weeks um, being angry mm. and so just spitting mad. Like I could spit fire and it took everything in me. I'm like, I'm going to channel Kali and I'm just going to burn it all down. And spirit was like, don't do that. And I'm like, are you sure? Because <laughs> I know how to do that. Uh-huh, I'm really good at it. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, breathe and just take care of yourself. Um, yeah. Mm. And so like, I've always been able to do that. And I feel like that's the magic that I bring that I didn't even know as a thing because we forget, like we, you get, I feel like I get so practiced in this. I'm like, wait, not everybody does this. Mm. Not everybody sees things this way. Not everybody can see the layers of the atoms of how they're laying together and you can't create space and speak to them. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Good to know. Um, well, hold on. I just thought it was really funny the way you were like, breathe. And then like on cue, I breathe. Like you can tell we work together a lot. <laughs> I see her like every two weeks and I'm like, I will take any command you give me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> 
interesting. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, and even just yesterday, I was mm. like, people are not direct with me. And I'm angry that people are not direct with me. And one of my friends was like, Taylor, how long has it taken you to be direct with yourself? I'm like, oh yeah, I think this happened within the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and she's like, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Because I was even wishy-washy back and forth. I was like, hey, I want to go find some water today. Um, does anybody want to go with me? I really didn't want to go by myself. And I was back and forth because I was fearing the rejection. Uh, if I tell somebody to breathe and they say no, like, that's rejection. <laughs> and I don't experience that. Um, and I don't experience, like, people just breathe. I, they trust that, like, we just trust. Um, and I trust that if you're actually not available to breathe, that you'll bring it up and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about why you're not breathing mm. and we'll hold space for that. But otherwise breathe, <laughs> breathe through <laughs> it anyway. Um, but we were talking about that and I was like, I could feel like that back and forthness because if I was being direct, I would have just told her, I would have just showed up and told her to get in the car and we're going to go to my grandma's house and she'll feed us and we'll go swimming. It'll be fun. Um, and then I could feel like that fear of rejection. So instead, like I tiptoed around it, I was waving back and forth and trying to do this like weird little dance mm. um, instead of just standing in it and being like, get your ass in the car. We're going to go have fun. And what time do you need to be home? Um, and Speaking what we want. Yeah. I that's thought what that I wanted. was so scared to just ask. I was like, afraid they were going to say no. Right? Well, me too. Okay, so yes. this happened yesterday to us multiple times okay so scott has found this new group of friends to go play like dungeons and dragons and and other assorted card games and he went the first night and came home at like midnight and had so much fun and i went to sleep and i was like okay and then he's talking about hey i think you're gonna meet up again sunday and for days i sat with this uncomfortable feeling it was like i wish you'd invite me to come like i can play monopoly like surely i can figure out how to play another card game mm -hmm. and maybe i'm interested and then but internally i'm like but maybe he doesn't want me there maybe right? he wants us to be his own thing and so i finally got enough guts like yesterday morning and i was like oh babe um i know you make go to that card thing and I was wondering if maybe you want that to be your own thing or if you would like to have someone come with you. And then we settled on, he was like, no, I'd love for you. Okay. He goes and does not invite me. So I was like, clearly he wanted this to be his own thing. Yeah. But that was like one thing yesterday that happened. And then another one I was telling him, like, I really would love to find a leather, sexy leather outfit. And I've been finding, like, I've been served all these ads on social media, but I don't know, like, is it going to fit right? And leather's expensive. And, like, you want to, so he was, like, he then steps in for me. Like, I voiced what I wanted, and he was, like, do you want to go to Adam and Eve? Do you want to go to Seductions? Like, let's yeah. go today. Let's go. We're going to have some dinner together and have a little date, and then we'll go to the sex stores, and we'll see what they have. And I was, like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. And it was so awkward mm -hmm. going in these sex shops with him. I felt so ridiculous, like a little girl. Like mm -hmm. I was like, 
doing something bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so stupid. And I was like, I haven't been in one of these stores since like college. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, like we walk through and he's kind of on this mission to like help me find this leather. And then I'm like, oh my God, what if he makes me like try it on in the dressing room? I don't, that's not a thing. I don't think in this store. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we ended up not really finding anything and having a ridiculously fun time looking through all the sex toys and making fun of the giant lunar things. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how does Jay this go anyone? I have no idea what this is. Ha- what is happening? Um, also, we don't want to yuck somebody's yum that was not a dressing. <laughs> no, absolutely. It wasn't. No, I was just like, wow, I felt like I was getting a whole education. And then he was like, have you heard of this or this other thing? And I was like, what? He was like, let's go home and I'll pull it up on the internet and you can learn some new things tonight so then of course that led to super hot sex but if we would just get out of our own way and just ask for like the little things I think that's part of the training that you're talking about like listening to what you really want inside or like listening to the voice and just acting on it listening and trusting and the more that we do that then it becomes easier and easier and easier and then it's natural like you channeling the inner child stuff I've been with you obviously for two or three years now, every other week. Mm -hmm. And I've watched how that's come up and how it felt a little crunchy at first for you. And then watch now, like I get on your table and you come in and you're like, your little girl's here. She's 15. And this is what she wants from you. Like immediately it's dropping in and you're trusting it and you're letting it channel. And it's always perfect. It's always right. It always makes me stop and listen and grow and feel the feelings, even Mm -hmm. if I don't want to. I feel like that's what it ultimately comes down to. It's like these things that are getting in the way, it wasn't like, you know, grown Taylor that was having this back and forth. Grown Taylor would have said, get in the fucking car. Um, It was that inner child, that rejection. Um, And what I I think that, uh, one, somebody gave me permission to not link everything to my trauma and not overanalyze it so I'm not even going to go into that story but what it was (laughs) um, it was linked to a place where I needed something over and over and over and over and that need was rejected it wasn't malicious it wasn't um, it was like that the the caregivers had this much capacity Mm. and I still needed this much like I still needed more yeah and so I'm in this group right now um with Millie Fox and I like just joined and um we had like a 15 minute call the other day and by the end of it I'm like crying it was beautiful and she's like um what if you gave yourself permission to have everything you wanted what if you gave yourself it sounds like a permission issue like you have to Mm -hmm. go ask the authority if you can have these things Mm -hmm. and um like I feel like it came down to very like rite of passage things that I experienced and so I'd go through this rite of passage and then it wasn't what the authority figure in my life wanted it to be. And like they had their own projections, perceptions, like getting a bra mm-hmm. um, is a very rite of passage. Yeah. And I did that with my grandma and it was very easy and simple. We were at the, we were at Walmart, I'm sure. And I was like, oh, I want a bra. I want this. My grandma's like, okay. Um, and then I get home and my mom is just angry. And um, she's angry because she had this perception that this would be the rite of passage. Mm. I mean, it wasn't informed. I didn't know. It wasn't like, hey, Taylor, when you want a bra, like you tell me and we'll go, we'll go do the things together. Yeah. It, maybe it was. I didn't receive that information. 
Um, it wasn't that kind of thing. I was like, oh, I was just in the moment. Hey, I want this. And I received it. And then I get punished for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like every time that happens over and over is what my inner child is like responding to. So then I had to like create the container and thankfully I have amazing, um, friendships and relationships. And I was like, I'm telling myself this story. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of being who I am and be standing in this with you because I'm afraid of this rejection. Yeah. And then she totally confirmed. She's like, I totally understand that. And I experienced that as well. And the feelings that you have that I see you having are fucking mutual. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in this, um, like relationship, but it's like a friendship. She's like, I'm in this too. And this is a safe place. And, um, like that was just the mirror of how we hold how how I hold that space mm -hmm. for myself a lot of times, and that that feeling comes up where like my inner child's like, I want to go do this, I want to go have fun, I want to go do this, and then I have to like process through all of it, <laughs> even still, because sometimes it's hard, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, the yoga really helps. Moving my body really helps because then there's no more excuses. Like now I have no other option at all. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll do it, we'll do this because you want to. We're gonna go do it. Um, but it's, it's really practice and radical acceptance, um, because kids believe anything. And so I feel like that's the work that I do as an inner child coach. It's breaking my juice bottle. Um, as an inner child coach, um, that's, that's what I do is the kids come to me and, um, I help their, their grownups hold space for them. <laughs> and I always thought I would do that working with kids. I knew like as a young person, I was like, I'll work with kids. And so I worked in daycares and I went to school for early education. And then I got in the classroom and I was like, this is not it. <laughs> um, but at that time as I was going to school, I'd done like um, rebirthing meditations with people oh. um, where we go in and we recreate where they were born and how that happened and make it a sacred thing. Mm -hmm. And the doctor, like if there's a doctor present, whoever's present hands them, like hands that baby to you. Baby mm -hmm. you puts baby you on your chest mm -hmm. and like helps you build that like heart to heart connection with yourself. Like I was doing things like that and I was like, I want to work with kids. Um, I didn't realize that I'd be working with all of the inner children of the adults that come to me. Mm. Um, and so I feel like that's what I do. And I felt um, a lot of my own perfectionism coming up, being like, oh, well, I can't be an inner child coach because I don't have this program together. And I don't have any of this and I don't have any of that. And I know that I could Zoom call and channel your inner child and tell you what you needed to hear and help you hold that container for yourself. Because mm -hmm. um, I can see it, that I can do it. And you're already doing it. And I already do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they say that your purpose and what you're quote, supposed to be doing in life is something that you're already doing. Mm -hmm. And this is it's something- It's easy for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've been doing for like 15, 20 years, because mm -hmm. I could see it. And like, even looking back at my childhood, like I could see, you know, my dad, I could see him as a little boy, like sitting in this, like this one Saturday we were, we were cleaning and I could just see him like, just like sitting in the corner, like in this chair, like he just felt awkward and didn't know what to do, but his grown up him didn't have the energy or the bandwidth. Like his grown up him had been at work for, you know, 80 hours that week already or however long it was and had contributed 
that how he contributed to Saturday cleaning was different, but then he gets put into the altered. And I just thought, like, that little boy, like, mm-hmm. just sitting there. And um, it was really interesting to, like, see that as a kid and be like, okay. And then just go <laughs> on and be like, mom told me to clean, so that's what we're doing. And we're dancing to Prince and, like, doing things like that. So, yeah. And maybe that's why you felt like you're – the kids within your parents mm-hmm. were raising you. Oh, absolutely. And that's how I feel like even in my own parenting with my daughter, she triggers the crap out of my inner child mm-hmm. because my daughter gets everything she needs for the most part, for everything I have bandwidth for. If she calls out, we tend to her needs. There is no crying it out. There is no whatever. And don't get me wrong. I've been the yelling mom in the last two weeks because I've had my own shit and sometimes it takes me a minute to see it because I'm also human mm-hmm. and I feel like it's it's easier when I can when it's your stuff going on yeah. and I'm not emotionally <laughs> attached to it it makes it different yeah um but kids trigger that inner child within us and all the thing all of the love that we didn't receive and all of the ways that we weren't cared for that we needed maybe we weren't able to communicate with communicate that mm-hmm. maybe we weren't able to I didn't have the words to say, hey, I'm an act of service. So when I clean the kitchen, it's me telling you I love you. Yeah. And receiving that act of when you like when you do my laundry, that's an act of service for me. And it makes me feel loved. Um, I didn't know how to say that as a six-year-old kid and then doing my own laundry. I remember telling my mom at one point, I'm like, oh, well, my best friend, her mom helps her clean her room. And my mom's like, you're a fucking mess. And she didn't, she didn't say that, but she was like, you're a mess and you made this mess. I don't want to help you clean up your room. Like you did this. And, um, to me, it was like her mom was helping her with that service. Mm -hmm. And that made me feel loved because that was, that was my love language. I didn't know how to communicate that. I didn't know how to ask for that other than being the whiny kid who's not getting their needs met, who now has to go clean their room. Um, and so that triggers like all of our inner child things oh. and we have to hold space for that. So usually when Eliza goes to bed and at seven o'clock and it's been a long day, I go in and I cuddle in my bed and I hold like I make this little nest and I hold myself the way that I hold her mm. because I know what that looks like. And I'm like, oh, this is what I need. So I go and I curl in bed and I hold <laughs> myself and I'm like, okay, okay. Um, I made these mistakes today. And I love you and this isn't perfect and it's okay. And all of the places that, you know, maybe I yelled at Eliza or I did, I did whatever. I can apologize to her because kids are resilient. Mm -hmm. They're so resilient. You go in and you say, baby, mommy was like angry at me yesterday. Mm -hmm. I had so much anger flowing out of me and I yelled at you. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, Okay. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> and I realized that like with my own stuff, like that if um, people are like, oh, well, what can I say to make this better? What can I do? And I'm like, I just need a real apology. Mm-hmm. Like that is who I was then. And this is who I am now. And if I could go back, I wouldn't do that the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I did it that way. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. That to a kid, even a grown kid, if you don't have you know, relationships with your grown children, doing that will change so much um because it's that validation it's it's that hey i see this and what i what i heard was um 
my mom said quite a few times, she's like, well, I talked to this person and that person and I justified what I did. So that way, if at any time you came back to me and we have this conversation, I knew that I was right. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. I'm telling you, my experience, from my experience in my body, that was not right for me and my experience in my body, the way that oh, wow. I was treated. So this is you as an adult oh. telling your mom yeah. from things that happened in the past. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. And had like if that apology, like that one apology wow. would change everything. everything. Yeah. And so it's the same with our own inner child. That when that child shows up and they're hurt and they're um they're angry or um, they, whatever kind of feelings they have going on when people are on my table or we're having a Zoom session, we go in through like that meditative state and um, mm. we go in and we apologize to that child. We validate their experience and we don't go in and be like, well, this is what actually what happened. <laughs> like, this is the bigger picture that you couldn't your see. Your memory's wrong. Right? <laughs> through, your child, through your child's perspective, yeah. you couldn't see all of these other things. So your experience is invalid. We go in and we validate that. And then we apologize to ourselves. Mm. And then we apologize that I am so sorry, like that every time I did this to you, Mm. that I did that, I abandoned you, that I didn't listen, that I did these things or didn't do these Mm. things. Um, And I apologize for every time I did that. And then we forgive ourselves like on that like multidimensional level. And I see like just the layers spreading out in the way that it just ripples out into our lives. And then we're like, oh, and then we have that radical acceptance that kids just do. They're like, why is the sky blue? And you're like, oh, because the ocean reflects off of it. And they're like, they got it. Cool. (laughs) I accept this information or our kids are like gullible because they accept the information. Of course. Because why wouldn't they? they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't we accept that we are just magical and powerful and can do all of these things can you imagine if most of the adults in the world went through something like this Mm -hmm. like really addressed the inner child and I'm sure you can look at adults and look at how they're still expressing their traumatized child Mm -hmm. by throwing a tantrum punching someone acting Mm -hmm. out like stonewalling not doing anything yeah 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 Ooh, that's a good one, right? That like silent guy at work Mm -hmm. who's like so so much inner turmoil because he doesn't know how to process his feelings. Like there's so much shit going on in all of us. And what I love is that's the human journey. That's Mm -hmm. the human experience, which is the name of your company. Like that's Mm -hmm. exactly why we're here is to process through all of this. Our whole life is to process it Mm -hmm. and to heal ourselves. I was on a call yesterday morning with my Course in Miracles group. And the question was, you know, like right now you feel that you are God Mm. in this class, in this course, in this moment, you feel super connected. Mm. Like we'd read the text, we talked Mm. about the text. And then we, (laughs) and then she was like, but when you go out into the world, when you go into work, when you go see your husband, when you see your, like that falls away, what is that for you? What happens Mm. when that falls away for you? And some people were like, well, I just don't feel worthy. And some other person was like, well, I just, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm enough. Like there's all these little triggers. And what I found interesting was like, I didn't, nothing was coming up. And I just Mm -hmm. kept seeing myself and even this podcast, like, because I've worked through it and I've worked through it and I'm still working through it. Every time I get on your table, there's something Mm -hmm. else that comes up, but it's that 
it's taking the time and energy to do the work that then allows you to be a beacon, mm-hmm. to be shiny, to have enough guts to show up on a podcast like this for mm-hmm. thousands and hundreds of thousands of people to listen to, to talk about that it doesn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we get to the other side where we're in our lives and we can actually affect change mm-hmm. and allow us to step into something that's more maybe like our reason for being here mm-hmm. is not to just process all the child shit that we did that's yeah. part of the journey it is part of the journey and um, there's more there is always more there's always another layer um and what i i saw a couple things um mm-hmm. the first thing that i saw was that it's because we've created containers outside of ourselves um so my partnership um was set like we have a set of agreements and it's this baseline and um, it wasn't set on um, where I'm at now, like with transparency and honesty and like bravery and authenticity. Like it wasn't, it wasn't set on any of that. We were, you know, we met in eighth grade. We were 15, 16 year old kids. It was set on codependency, manipulation, getting what we need and lying about who we are to create this facade of perfection to protect ourselves and that's what it was built on so mm-hmm. then you walk into I walk I go home and walk into that container and then I'm like oh I'm not worthy I'm not any of these things how is it I go to work and I feel like like God meeting God yeah and it's different here and it's mm-hmm. because we've placed that container outside of ourselves I was like oh, okay well, we're 15 years old and 16 years old. So we're going to make this like container and we're safe as long as it's like you and me in this container and this is how it looks and this is how it goes. And we've tried, we've gone in and like readjusted things, Mm -hmm. um, but it was still playing the same damn game Mm -hmm. until I get to the point where I'm like, literally, um, we, (laughs) we stopped, um, we separated in April and I do this thing where I walk through the portal and then I walk back. I walk through, I'm like, oh, I got it all. I'm seeing it all. Awesome. I experiment with it. I play a little bit. And then I'm like, but I need to double check. Yeah. Hold and on. So take I <laughs> take a step back and I walk back through the portal and then things are great and um, things have shifted. And I'm like, I wonder how long it'll be before I like, I'm ready to walk back through it. And like, literally not a month later, <laughs> like it's like a moon cycle later. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I see it. I see it now and I can't unsee what I saw. Yep. And now I have no choice. And now I'm angry because I have no choice. And it's all an illusion that I don't have a choice. Um, and so like shifting and just going back through back through the portal because and creating the container for me. And I feel like it went back to our conversation a couple weeks ago where it's like, I'm my partner. Yeah. I'm the primary partner. You're your primary partner. Yeah. Where I feel like I've definitely like tried to partner with my partner with my mom. And then I partnered with this boy and then I partnered with this other boy. And Mm -hmm. then I partnered with my mom again, even though I was partners with this boy. And then like, it just goes on and on and on where Mm -hmm. I partnered outside of myself. But I feel like that's the difference when we partner with ourselves and we create that container, Mm -hmm. then there is no unworthiness. Mm -hmm. There is no not enoughness because this is the container we're in. We have, I mean, we have the story, but the container doesn't fall away. We don't stop being God because we have these stories we're like oh huh I'm aware I have this story going on are you available to give me perspective is this what is this what's happening here and then you share whether it is or whether it's not or whatever and I'm like oh yeah yeah okay and then you go about doing your thing 
but we also do that with ourselves. It's important to check in um, with ourselves too, where we're like, oh, wow, little Taylor, I see you have this perfectionist story that if it's not perfect, then um, then you'll get in trouble. And if you learn along the way and you experiment and mess it up, which is how you do things, it's how it works so beautifully for you. If you do that and you are yourself, then you'll get in trouble. And that's like generationally, um, women like we're burned at the stake for following our intuition. So of course it's, it's, um, it's a box of that, mm-hmm. a box of that. And now we're stepping out of that because the game is not the same. Because nobody's going to burn us for following our intuition. Mm. It doesn't work that way anymore. I have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> so tell your inner child that. Mm-hmm. So this is really, really beautiful. Thank you for coming on. Coming back to my house. Just having these conversations. Thanks helping us heal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I will send you a link to put in the description that if anybody's feeling really called, um, that it needs reconnected to their inner child, um, mm-hmm. I'm available for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I will send you a link to put in your description. Okay. Um, that way, if anybody needs needs that support um, mm-hmm. or wants a channeled session, um, where we sit down and we do some channeling about what is coming up in your life and where the inner child is speaking and pointing out to you saying, hey, here I am. Um, I want to do that. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for more people to experience it. I know it's really made a difference in my life, helped mm-hmm. me process through things so quickly. Um, I've walked out of sessions with you and been like, okay, on to the next thing. What's <laughs> right. next? Um, I feel like any, anytime anybody's like, oh, it's the inner child stuff. It makes me think like one time you were like, oh, it always comes back to this, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was probably our second or third inner right. child session in. I'm yeah. like, fuck, why does it keep coming up? Um, oh, but that was the layers thing. So we go through this experience and we comfort our inner child. And then we have like another experience and it's all mm. about like calming the nervous system as well. Cause that's where the inner child is. And so, um, it it totally is like you go through like this the bubble pops and you have this new awareness of your experience and, and you're in a whole new down level into it and then you sit down into it and you calm your nervous system again and you mm-hmm. reconnect to your inner child and you're like this changed mm-hmm. it's like moving as a kid and it's mm-hmm. like we we have a month until we move we're gonna move we're gonna pack our things we're gonna do these things so it's the same I'm sitting down into it with my inner child and I'm saying we're transitioning right now and we don't know what it looks like and we're going to create it together and um, we'll be okay. And then it gets a little bit closer or even like kids need that time, uh, the time change, like where it's like, Hey, you have 10 minutes till bedtime. Totally. I need that. Mm-hmm. But really it's like, Hey, you have 10 minutes. So you have to go to work or you have 10 minutes. So you have to get ready to go to work mm-hmm. or 10 minutes. So you have to get ready to get ready to go to work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same until you walk yourself through that process of the, oh, I realize I'm in a transition, sit down into it, hold space with that inner child, tell them what you know is going on, even if you're like, I don't, I don't fucking know what's going on. Wait, I got you, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And like shifting through that, mm-hmm. and it always comes back to that because the, if you are moving through this experience with awareness, that's always happening. You get to the top of the layer again and you go, and the new cell, pops and grows and changes and shifts and 
part of our human experience. It is. All right. We're going to turn off the recording. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.